five breakfast catch up on the best morning music on your radio right we've just received i, I i'm going to be honest the sad news that sheba the tiger that's been roaming the streets of johannesburg uh, for the last four days or so has uh, been put down or euthanized or killed whatever you want to describe it as this morning and i needed to talk to an expert about this andy reeve good morning how are you Good morning, Dan. I'm fine, thanks, and yourself? Very good. So, Andy, you are like one of the people when it comes to big cats. You've been interviewed many times over the years. You run like big cat sanctuaries for like rehabilitation of uh, wild animals, um, but particularly lions, if I remember correctly. And what have you, what has your thoughts been about this Sheba the Tiger case? Uh, well, firstly, you know, the, the tiger shouldn't be in a situation that she would be roaming around cutting or would have been behind a fence, locked and caged in Gauteng in the first place. Tigers don't come from South Africa, shouldn't even be in South Africa. So that's the starting point, yes. is how she is even in South Africa, never mind in Gauteng, never mind fenced in a caged area. Um, but, yeah, my thoughts have mainly run off with her in that she must have, you know, it's twofold because on one level she would have been experienced this little inkling of hope this little inkling of natural instinctual behavior in a tiger which wants to move and cover large distances right. and be free but then on the other hand how f- afraid she must have been sure. um you know and, and helicopters drones if i if i could tell you how our big cats react when their drones or things above they go and they take cover they go and hide i, I can imagine that her instinctual drive would have been to defend herself and to seek a place of cover and sort of safety um so yeah from my side i just kept thinking about what she's going through out there Yo, it's very rough and andy if i remember correctly because we've had a conversation about this there's some kind of weird gap in south african law about whether or not it's legal to own certain kind of big cats what is what is that about that's in gauteng um so most of the provinces have covered exotic cats. But in Gauteng, one requires proper permitting and, and quite strict permitting when it comes to lion or any of our South African cats. But there's a loophole in the law because there's no legislation in place as to the permitting of tigers, for instance, wow. in this case. And that's been known for some time, wow. many, many years. And Gauteng have not rectified that or created any kind of legislation Yo. restricting the ownership of tigers. Okay, so essentially when Gauteng was making its laws back in the day, they thought about covering animals that exist in South Africa like lions and leopards, but it never occurred to them, what if you bring in a puma or a jaguar? That is crazy. Andy, I know that there's a lot of chat back and forth about like if a big cat is exposed in like a kind of like aggressive situation to a human being, they are now normalized, I guess, or like familiar with humans and then become more dangerous to humans. Was Sheba always going to be euthanized or were, were there alternatives in another situation? Could it have gone differently? I'm absolutely sure it could have gone differently. I mean, big cats are habituated when they are put into uh, situations where they're close to humans. um, And it can run both ways, that they become really familiar and close to the human or they become more dangerous. But we deal with this quite often, where we have cats coming from situations like that. And they absolutely can um, be not rehabilitated in that they will become wild and be released into any wild sense, but that they can become emotionally more stable and as they become more healthy and they get a place in which they can be instinctually themselves so in the case of a Sheba, if she could have been in a place where she had enough space to move to exhibit her natural behaviors in the way of running hiding having you know tigers would want a forested area they come from jungle landscapes 
So to give, if she had been given a place where she could just spend as many weeks, days, months, whatever she needed in a place of sanctuary and safety and given the reprieve, I think that she could have adjusted. And we've seen that ourselves with many of our cats. So I don't know that in that respect that this was inevitable. But I mean, obviously being out roaming around where there's livestock and people, there's yeah. always, the, you know, the go-to thing is human-animal conflict and animals always end up being the victims and targets in that they put they get in a situation where humans are encroaching on their space or they've been put into the wrong space sure. and then they become the victims but I, th- I don't know that it was inevitable i mean if a rifle managed to be able to if someone set their scopes on her could that not have been a tranquilizer yeah, 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 gun yeah. and not a killing gun and, and could I mean, she not then have been taken to proper sanctuary for sure and i mean i think uh, if i remember correctly you have experience in this because when the bloemfontein zoo closed down there were a bunch of exotic cats that uh, were kind of given to you as a task to uh, rehabilitate and put in sanctuary is that right yes that's right you know which at first to me was something i really had to think about because i don't naturally believe that exotic cats should be in south africa bringing tigers pumas Jaguars, you know, those cats into South Africa. I feel that there should be sanctuaries in the countries of origin. But with the Bloemfontein Zoo, I had to do a quick think. And I was like, they've been born in South Africa. They've been caged and confined and kept for the amusement and the gratification of humans. And we can give them a better life. Jaguars are aquatic cats. So one won't give them dams. You know, they want to swim. So at the very least, you want to build enclosures that offer them that. Yeah. Trees, water, jungle. You know, try and, we, we try in every way to mimic and give them the most natural species-specific enclosures. So, yeah, I just thought, well, we can. We can give these pumas and these jaguars a better home. So I can't sit here on my high horse and say yes. they don't belong in South Africa. We only look after lion. And so, yeah, we took in those cats and and they're different they're completely different than when we met them in the zoo in the zoo the jaguars were just bouncing the gates the fence they were desperately unhappy and angry and like we were scared of them so and now they're completely different that's amazing so it is possible andy there are lots of questions about the owner and i mean i know that there have been crazy stories before you in fact told me about a time when some kid at a nursery school went home and told their mom that they'd seen a tiger that day and it just blows my mind please just uh, just just explain that story it, it was the neighbor right yeah well this can happen to any of you folk who live in Gauteng actually any of you can wake up to find the neighbor has a tiger or their tigers being taken for walks down the street so that one it was quite well publicized in South Africa was because a nursery school had the kids had discovered that there were tigers. So if the kids went up on their jungle gym on the one side of the wall, they could see the tigers on their little jungle gym on the other side of the wall in, in Gauteng. And, and then not only is there no legislation regarding the keeping of these animals, there are no specs as to the enclosure. Should those enclosures right. have bushes, trees, water? You know, tigers want to submerge themselves in water. Um, they need vast spaces to move. They need to to be able to claw trees and branches and, and things to keep their claws in good order. They need so who's saying what these animals are being fed? It's a hugely difficult yeah. um, to to feed them the correct nutrition yeah. and to have the right dietary requirements. So none of that's in place. How they must live, how they must be treated, how they're meant to be cared for. Never mind just the permit. It's all the specs of how, how one keeps an animal. And in Gauteng, yeah, the nursery school could find tigers living next door. And I then the owners real. have complete ownership rights. Oh, and that shit. seems to supersede all other authorities or any other care and welfare issues. 
Because that's a question that a lot of people have been asking. I think Nikki on WhatsApp asked this. So this is my last question for you because this is just so interesting. Uh, so, Andy Reid, uh, the question is, like, to what extent does the owner um, have the, like, say in this situation with this person, uh, he maybe didn't want the tiger to be killed. To what extent could he make that decision and stop the authorities from doing so? Like, once Sheba had been captured, if she'd been captured instead, could he have said, no, give, give Sheba back to me? Or would the government have said, no, this is no longer your tiger. You haven't been able to look after it properly. It's a public threat. We're going to put it in a sanctuary. I don't think the government would have said he hadn't looked after the tigers properly because I don't see, so in, in my experience, them being terribly interested in that. They would have maybe stepped up because it's a public threat right. and they needed to take over in that regard. I don't know whether his ownership once the tiger became a public threat. I know like the police were in charge. Aspinall Foundation, who worked with us, actually offered a complete financial solution. They'd pay for everything. They'd get the tigers the tiger and then the tigers into sanctuary and they were, the police turned them down. So the police take over at a certain point and then it's not animal welfare, it's about you know public welfare. Sure. So I don't know what rights the owner would have had, but I know that the owners tend to want their tigers to be returned or, or to be kept as, as owners' possession. They see them as possessions, as, as chattel. You know, this is an ego, it's completely an ego thing. You only right. keep a tiger in your garden yeah. or on your veranda, yeah. you know, because you want to show them off. It's nothing to do with the tiger's instinct to behave as they want to be. You take away every freedom, every right of that animal. Sure. And so the owner is saying, I love, oh, I love, I love my tiger. Yeah. But you don't because you should be looking, everyone should be looking at a tiger with absolute awe. You should be brought to, you know, you'd be brought to a place of insignificance when you stand in oh, front of the awesome. Yeah of a tiger so how do you you don't sit there and say oh I love you or you're cute no <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Andy Reeve, thank you so much for the work that you do. One of the foremost e experts on big cats and their rehab and sanctuaries and the rest. Thank you so much for all of these insights because these are all questions we really wanted to know with this massive story. Keep doing the good work and have an awesome day. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Here's Bloody Samaritan, the Sonal Musician remix. Arias Stan, Sonal Musician. Lots of messages on the WhatsApp line, questions, hot uh, topics, hot takes and points. What do you think about this situation? on some of the best moments from 5 Breakfast by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.